0: another team commits full-time to a sprint car series we've got even more high limit and outlaw schedule hints plus the outlaw late models add more cash for teams and a lot more today let's go it's thursday november 16th i'm justin fiedler this is dirt tracker daily as of this morning, we have our second confirmed full-time Ward of Outlaws sprint car team for 2024. Joining David Gravel, who announced last week, is Brock Zierfoss and his family-owned 3Z machine. 2023 was the third year on tour for Zierfoss, with the Pennsylvania driver ending up ninth in the final Outlaw standings. It was a tough year, though, for the 3Z, and uh, that team didn't match their 2022 results where they had a win and 20 top tens. This season, no laps led and a step back in most of the major stack categories. As we've talked about with the other cars that struggled this past season, you have to wonder if maybe the new sprint car tires affected these guys as well. Zierfoss told the Outlaws PR guy Alex Neaton they are keeping much of their operation the same, with crew chief Todd Berkheimer and crew guy Ron Helmick returning, but said they are working towards improving their engine program for next season. As we dive into this one a bit, if Zierfoss was going to remain out with a series full time, the Outlaws seemed to make the most sense for him. One of his sponsors is the Milton Hershey School, which also has a deal in place with the Outlaws and WRG. Xerofos and his team were involved in some of those sponsor activations with Milton Hershey, and you have to think that will continue. So at this point, just one confirmed high limit team with Brad Sweet and the KKR 49, and now two Outlaw teams with Gravel and Xerofos. I don't think we'll see a whole ton of announcements until the official schedules are released. It seems like a lot of folks are waiting for that one. And that will obviously give those still deciding a better picture of what they will be up against in 2024, and then choices can be made, and hopefully we'll get that scheduled soon, maybe days-ish. Uh, on that schedule front, we are still waiting on those releases, but more hints and clues are out there for other Sprint card dates. I had a commenter on my show yesterday say that the Bakersfield announcer said during their USAC midget show uh, that happened earlier this week, they would have an outlaw show next year. I did not hear that, but apparently they did. With no silver dollar and no Skagit. The Outlaws will need other tracks for their West Coast trip, and Bakersfield has been on the Outlaw slate before. So uh, that will be something to keep an eye on. On the high limit side, we talked yesterday about future dates at Utica Rome and Fonda in the Northeast, and it looks like a trip to I-70 in Missouri is possible for 2024 as well. I-70 hosted the All-Stars and the Power I for 10 Wing Series in 2023, and it had the World of Outlaws back in 2021. High Limit would bring National Tour Racing to I-70 next year, which is a kick-ass facility that deserves to have big shows. We'll see what other schedule bits we can dig up in advance of them being released officially. One other note here, we know the High Limit series uh, is still looking for an announcer setup for 2024, and we'd already mentioned it won't be Blake Anderson, and it likely won't be Tony Bachhoven either. Blake announced via social media yesterday he's relocating West to join Kevin Rudin's organization. He's going to work on things at Skagit Speedway and with Rudine Racing, and then also with the other Rudine companies. I would imagine, though, we will still see Blake on the mic from time to time throughout the dirt racing season. Before we move on, if you like what I do here, make sure to hit that like button on these videos and subscribe to the channel. That tells YouTube that these are good shows and that they should share them with other people, and it helps make sure you don't miss any future episodes of The Daily. We're obviously nowhere near done when it comes to news uh, for this offseason, so subscribing and tuning in will keep you informed on everything that's going on. These shows are also available in podcast form on all of the major platforms that include Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere you can find them, Amazon Music. And I'm also considering putting full daily uh, episodes back uh, on Facebook again. I used to do that in the beginning of The Daily Show, but stopped because it didn't seem like anyone was really tuning in over there. Let me know if that's something uh, you'd like me to do as I try and find, you know, more cool ways, more cool stuff that I can add over there to the Dirt Track Facebook page. All right, moving on. We talked yesterday on the show about full-time national touring late model teams, but there's still a lot to learn on that side as well. Neither schedule is out currently, and we didn't know about point funds and with Lucas specifically how they will handle the championship chase for year two. Are they going to make any adjustments here? Any rule changes? How's that going to go? Just a a little bit ago here, though, as I write this, the World of Outlaws announced their point fund and bonus program for 2024, and it will see a significant increase. The top six positions in the final standings will all get a bump from the 2023 payout, with next year's champion getting $175,000. That's up from $150K that was paid to Bobby Pierce this year. Also, the monthly winner circle program payouts also jumped from $2,500 a month to $3,000 a month teams get those winner uh, winner circle payouts for being full-time members to help offset their costs of being on the road. And all of this is, of course, in addition to any nightly purse money available that the teams earn. Through the point fund and bonus program, the Outlaws will pay out a series record $1.3 million total to their series regulars next year. That's something like a 13 or 14% bump over this past season. Also on the Outlaw lay model front, yesterday I sent out a new issue of The Slider with a piece about the 2023 Outlaw season from Spence Smithback. If you don't subscribe to the newsletter, you can find that piece over at dirttracker.com slash the slider. I think we're up to 20 issues at this point, so all of those links there are, are there so you can watch, or not watch, but you can read all of those past issues. I've got another issue in the hopper as well. This one is about winged sprint car racing in Indiana. That should come out maybe on Saturday. Uh, you can subscribe to the, uh, the slider for free over there at uh, dirttracker.com slash the slider. Also, I'm always looking for more uh, contributions. So if that's something you're interested in, shoot me an email or DM me on social media. Uh, things are starting to quiet down around the country as we get into this offseason, but there is uh, still a little bit of dirt racing to check out this weekend. We've talked about the USAC Midget West Coast Swing. They've got the Hangtown 100 at Placerville. That happens Friday and Saturday, and Kyle Larson will supposedly be joining USAC for that one. There's also sprint car racing down under at Perth Motorplex and Premier Speedway. And if you want fenders on, we've got a South Carolina doubleheader coming up with the Palmetto State 50, and that's on Saturday at Lancaster. Uh, that one is $10,000 to win. And then Sunday is the Blue Gray 100 at Cherokee. That one is $20,000 to win. You've also got the Hunt the Front sanctioned Gobbler at Duck River on Saturday for $10,000 win. Duck River is in Tennessee. As we get ready to shut it down for the week, I've got one more piece of content to point you towards today. Flow Racing did an hour-long documentary piece about the Eldora Million, and they released it last night. I'm assuming you have to be a Flow subscriber to watch, but if you are, it's definitely worth your time. It's a little fluffy at times, as you might expect, but there's also a ton of great behind-the-scenes footage from the two-day event. One of my favorite moments is they captured a lot of what happened on Wednesday night when Tyler Courtney effectively missed the scales after his heat race. If you remember, he didn't have a great heat race, came back into the pit area, missed the scales, and then kind of half spun out trying to stop. He was allowed to be pushed backwards to then roll across them. But there were some folks not happy about him being able to be pushed back, uh, including David Gravel's crew chief, Cody Jacobs. He had an exchange with Tony Stewart about it, and we also get to hear Tony's comments to Sunshine in the aftermath. Great capture there from the flow camera folks. There is adult language in the video, so keep that in mind if you're gonna watch this one with the kiddos around. But honestly, I'm here for it because it shows what the sport looks like, uh, you know, when the cameras aren't turned on and everybody's being super polite. A hat tip to Flo uh, and their staff for another great documentary piece. Uh, That's it for the show today. Make sure to stop by dirttracker.com and see the streaming schedule for your weekend viewing options. Also, lots of other great stuff over there at dirttracker.com. Hope you guys have a great Thursday and a great weekend out there. We'll see you right back here on Sunday.